Welcome to the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. What's up, good people? Welcome to episode 27 of the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. What's going on? What's going on? Y'all, today is one of my favorite topics. One of my favorite. Mainly because I can relate so much to it. I have personal experience to speak on it, right? So, I want to talk about what food has to do with spiritual sensitivity. Does that is that kind of ring a bell at all? Um... So basically, what does the food that you eat have to do with spiritual sensitivity? So what sensitivity is the condition of being sensitive, right? What is sensitive? Sensitive is your reaction, is how you react to something. So, or better yet, here's a, here's a good word, how you respond or detect. So for those who struggle with knowing what exactly your spirit is, how do you know when your spirit is speaking, kind of feeling lost in life, and you hear people always talking about your spiritual self, your spiritual self, sometimes it can not make sense, especially if you haven't really gone deep enough in your journey to understand what it means it's, it's kind of like well how do you well I hear you saying that but what does it really mean what does let your spirit be your guide means and food I believe plays a critical part in that in that what you eat and the condition of your body can hinder your awareness so you can feel as though you're not connected or you can feel as though you're not being guided. And it doesn't mean that your spirit is no longer with you, which I want to be careful with because I often say disconnected. And when I have to be careful with that, because that suggests that you can somehow sever the tie between you and your spirit. And I don't believe that that's the case. You can kind of weaken your sense of sensitivity, which means you weaken your ability to detect your spirit and to respond to your spirit. But I don't believe that you can ever really disconnect from your spirit because you and your spirit are one. So... I can speak on this so much and it really is not that deep. If you have ever attempted to eat well, even in the least bit, I mean, you don't even, it doesn't have to be really fancy. If you've ever just cut back on certain things and you've found yourself drinking more water, eating more fruits, eating more vegetables, you know, and I'm sure you have noticed a difference in the way that you feel. If nothing else, energy-wise. 
energy-wise. And depending on how long you've done it and how long you went through that experience, the most beautiful part is you will find a clearing of your mind. A clearing of your mind. I think this is so important because so many people are stuck. They're stuck in life and they genuinely don't know what to do. Like, and it's not even being funny. Like, they really, really want something different. They really, really want better. But they don't, look, they just don't know. It could be you. I don't know. But I will say, I believe with certainty that your spirit can and will guide you to that. But it's very difficult to hear your spirit. It's very difficult to have a clear mind. Is it's very difficult to receive those messages when your body is flooded, when you're taking in things that hinder your sensitivity, that hinder your awareness. And so it goes so much deeper than just, oh, you shouldn't eat bad foods because, you know, um, it'll make you sick and it'll give you cancer and it'll make you overweight. And while those things are true, it's so much deeper than that. We have to understand what food essentially is, right? What is it? And how, without needing some expert to explain to us, how is it that you can eat a piece of fruit and feel one way or eat a salad and feel one way versus eating something, a burger or pizza or um, even in, we don't even have to go fast foodie. We can just we can say a full meal of uh, of uh, you know smothered chicken and, and potatoes and and greens or whatever else. What is the difference? What happens when you take one end versus taking the other end? What is really going on? And why is it that your body responds one way to one and another way to the other? And that's important. This is, whether you realize it or not, <laughs> confirms that you really are your greatest assignment. You really have to become your own guinea pig. This ties into the idea when we, you know, I believe that there's quote unquote, you know, no right or wrong way. There are ways that are proven to yield certain results. So it would be wise to take heed to those things. But ultimately, ultimately, above all, you are the deciding factor of determining what resonates with your body and what doesn't. And we have to understand that food is energy. And it's something wrong when you eat and you don't feel energized. That's a red flag. It's something wrong when you eat and you feel worse than you felt before you ate, food shouldn't put you in a coma. So the connection between the food and the spiritual sensitivity, it really should open the gates up. There's information that is received from everything. Okay. Oh, wait a minute now. You, 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 you going off rope now. You, you getting deep with this. What the hell does that mean? Okay, all right, I, I get that. I get, I get what you're saying. 
Let's go to DNA. We don't we don't have to get deep with it. So you I think we would agree that the DNA essentially is information. It carries a genetic instructions on how to grow, develop, function, reproduce. I think we can we can we can agree on that, right? So there's a genetic and DNA structure of everything that you eat. If in fact the DNA structure has been altered, then it will be fair to say that this that information has been altered. So what something in its natural state would translate to your body will now be affected because that same information, that same that same structure has been altered in some way, has been affected, impacted in some way, influenced in some way that your body does not receive that information or we shouldn't say it doesn't receive it it doesn't receive it in its original form does that does that make sense or is that confusing because i i hate to get all you know ticky sciencey because it is it's really not that deep just think of eating something natural and pure as it as nature intended right you you didn't have to go out and tell um a cucumber how to grow you didn't you didn't you didn't have to do that you didn't have to go in and add any other chemicals to it you didn't have to alter it in any way so think about eating something in its natural form versus eating something that has been altered in some way and it doesn't necessarily have to be genetically modified so i'm not suggesting only that but if, if that thing has been altered in such a way, whether chemicals were added to it, right? Whether certain pieces were taken out. So let's say certain fat components were taken out, was substituted for chemical sugar. And those things were put in. How do you think your body responds to that? So there's something called life force. Right. And in understanding that your life force essentially is your creative force, it's your vital force, is the force that you need for growth. That's impacted by what it is that you take in your body, what it is that you put in. So when we think of. How do I know when my spirit is speaking to me? How do I know? Well, if you ask that question, that lets me know you don't know. Because you know. You, you will know. You will know when your spirit is speaking. It, yes, you, your spirit speaks. You ever said something told me? Not to go there. And I'm glad I didn't because it was an accident there. What What do you think that was? A coincidence? What was that something that told you? Something told me not to involve myself with this person and I did anyway. I should have looked. That gut feeling. What is that? So everything. The condition of the body. I like to say that what you eat 
You know, it's the mind, body, spirit, trinity. So how you treat your body affects your mind. It impacts your mind. I don't know how we have conversations about mental health without talking about food. So bizarre to me. So what you put in your body, and it's not just food, because there's many other things that we're putting in our bodies. You know, psych, you know, we have psychological drugs that we're taking. We have all types of pharmaceutical drugs, even over-the-counter drugs. What, what are you putting in your body and what information is that sending to your body? What is it disrupting naturally within your body? And so the mind, the, 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 or should I say the food that you eat essentially affects your body and the condition of the body affects the mind and the condition of the mind is the gateway to your connection with spirit because it's very difficult to stay in tune with your spiritual self when your mind is all over the place. Your mind literally will play tricks on you. Very difficult to do. What I experienced when I hit a path in my life where I felt as though, you know, and I, and I was in a church for a long time. So I knew the religious procedure, <laughs> so to speak, of what should be done and what shouldn't be done. But I hit a dry spot where I felt as though I was living for the first time my life more in accordance to the word than I ever had. But something was off. I felt disconnected and I couldn't. And I use that word again. But I just did not feel, but this is, this is just the real feeling of what I had. I was like, something is going on. And one of the main things that I had always learned was that when you felt as though you were, you had moved from God, away from God, so to speak, you fast. You fast. Because fasting helps you. That period of time where you relinquish food and it doesn't have to be you know fasting the true word of fasting is, is abstaining from eating but sometimes there are other things called a daniel fast where you just cut out certain things you may only do fruits and vegetables but what it allows you to do is it begins to put your body back in check and as your body puts itself back in check your mind begins to put itself in check and then that good old spirit that's been there the whole time, it's not that it went away, you then are able, you become sensitive to it. You begin to see things in a way that you never saw it before. You begin to hear things in a way that you never had the ear to hear it before. You begin to have ideas that you never had before. It'll blow your mind. You begin to have an energy and an optimism just by you being connected fully engaged fully connected fully aware and sensitive to that spirit and i think it's the key i think it's the key to why so many people are unhappy so many people lack self-confidence and are swayed depends on what's going on in the world one day they're happy one day they're sad 
it's the key to abundance. It's very difficult to be creative, right? Because it essentially, that's our job. We are creators. We, we are here to create. It's very difficult to create when your mind is out of whack. When your mind is bogged down with the world, the weight of the world. You don't have that clear outlook. Most people have a brain fog. Shoot, really almost all day. And early in the morning, you know, we're slow to go. We got to have coffee or some other stuff to get us going. Noontime, we eat in lunch. And after we eat lunch, the itis sets in and we're tired. We can't focus. It's hard to concentrate. Test yourself. See if you can work wherever you work. If you work at home or if you work at your job. And it may be difficult to do depending on what you do. See if you can work in silence. Now, I, I'm a music person. So when I work, I do like listening to music right, in my headset. But there are times that my productivity goes through the roof when I can just sit in silence. And I'm focused on my one thing. You should try that and test your level of irritability. How well you're able to do that. Can you focus? Is your mind able to lock in on something for a specific period of time? It's a very important thing to keep your mind in check. This is why I don't watch the news and certain people I can't follow on social media. Because... My mind power is the most important thing that I have. So in addition to me taking care of my body and exercising, eating a certain certain way, right? I have to be careful the things that I see, that I read, because that affects my mind as well. Does that make sense? But the food piece is important. It's important. Even if you can't do it, and it's not about saying, oh, you should just go and eat all raw foods. And that would be cool, you know, if you chose to do that. But it's just being mindful. Even if you're not even ready to make any adjustments to your diet at all, just start taking notes. How do I feel when I first get up in the morning? How do I feel after I eat my first meal? How do I feel after I eat my second meal? And then start honing into how do you feel after you eat certain things? Right? And, and, and how do you feel after you eat a certain amount of certain things? If, in fact, you feel as though you don't hear from your spirit, if you feel as though your prayers are not being answered or they go out and feel as though they're bouncing back in. If, in fact, you feel as though you are seeking answers and you are not sure what direction to go. Right. First of all, if you're seeking answers, ooh, you're on the right path. Just the just the act of seeking. ooh, is so key. Because seek and you will find. Intentions is everything. Everything. But if you, if you find that these things are happening, you have to know that there is something going on. There is something that is hindering your true connection to your divine power. We all have it. We all have it. 
that any person who you see who looks as though they are living in it and exercise, you know, exercising that 100 percent. It's not because they have some special chip. It's not because they are the chosen ones. It's not because they are the anointed ones. I really despise that. I really do. I, I, that's one thing I despise. And I couldn't quite understand it initially. So initially I didn't despise it. But I, it was just confusion of how God would just pick favorites. Why God would choose someone else to be anointed and then not choose me. So what does that make me? So what good am I? I'm just, what, here to be the anointed helper? But I thought you said God had no respect of persons. So which one is it? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. So whatever that someone else has, it's not about coveting those things and desiring those things and envying those things. It's knowing that there's a process. Some takes longer than others. That oftentimes we have to go through in order to move ourselves into that place. I'll be honest with you. I find that. Oh, let me see. Do I want to make this statement? Because it's a strong statement to make. I would just say a lot. I find that a lot of the uh, religious people that I've come in contact with are some of the most. Um, Leastly, leastly, is that a word? If not, I just made it up. Um, people leastly connected or sensitive, spiritually sensitive people that I've ever seen. Seriously, I mean, the most religious people, and they could be active and go to church all the time, but when it comes to their spiritual connection. See, this is how I know when you're spiritually disconnected. I, I keep saying that word, but but I'm, I'm, it's a habit. But you know what I mean. Spiritually not in tune. This is how you know when you can't make not one decision for yourself. I'm serious. When you can't make decisions for yourself, because there's a guidance that your spirit will give you. There's a confidence that your spirit will give you. There's a boldness that your spirit will give you. There's an authority that your spirit will give you to speak life into yourself and to make decisions. You should be able to make decisions without having to consult with anyone else. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with consulting and having advisors. Oh, that's cool. But at the end of the day, you should be able to make decisions for yourself. And that ties right back into this food thing. Right? You can disagree with what you think is the right or wrong way to eat or how to eat. doesn't matter. It's the results, baby. And if you are right now eating whatever you want to eat and you are getting, you're living your best life and you're getting all the results that you desire, then I am sorry for wasting your time. You continue doing exactly what you've been doing because results matter. And if you're getting results, then hey. Rock on. But I'm not speaking to those people. I'm speaking to the people who are not getting results. And you're so hell-bent on what your idea of right and wrong is. Your idea of what it's supposed to be and what it doesn't supposed to be. That you'll continue not getting results and just stay right on that path. Knowing 
Knowing it's not benefiting you. That's a problem. There's some psychological things there that you got to explore. So food and your spiritual sensitivity are connected. It's not a coincidence that you find so many people who go on their, their journey in life that their health becomes such an integral part of what it is that they're doing. Or people have gone through process of fasting and had some encounters and dreams and their mind would open up in ways that never happened before. And it's like, whoa, how did this happen? And, it, and, on, a, and on another level, it's worth really thinking about what's happening on just on a mass level. When you have our water being compromised, when you have our food being compromised, when you have a push for all these vaccines and all these pharmaceutical drugs, everything to slowly but surely chip away at your life force, slowly but surely to dampen your spiritual sensitivity. As long as you stay disconnected, right? As long as you say, as long as you stay out of tune with your spirit, man, you are not a threat to anyone. You are not because you aren't linked with that divine power. We don't have to worry about you. The first thing we don't have to worry about is you're not going to think. And that by itself solves a whole lot of problems. Because you will do whatever we say do. You will take whatever whatever we advise is the best method. You, you will follow suit. Whatever medicines we say are best, you will take that. Whatever foods. You will you, you get what I'm saying? So if it is it, something going on here. It's something going on here and it makes sense. It makes sense. You have to you have to inquire about those who develop a certain type of lifestyle and a certain type of discipline and a certain type of outlook in their lifestyle in their in their lives ask and inquire about what it is that they're doing in regard to their health and in regard to how they eat i i would guarantee you almost all of them practice some aspect of healthy eating and some aspect of fasting it's important. It's very, very important. It's very important. And the proof is in the pudding. I speak on it because I've seen the results. I've seen, you know, me thinking and knowing that I'm a pretty, pretty intelligent person. Get into a place where I just could not, you know, and I design. I do graphic design. And I just like, I couldn't just, just, it was a block. Like, what is up? And I'm not talking about a normal, you know, some people have what you refer to as writer's block. I'm just speaking to where you really just, you know, and it's hard to describe unless you've been there. Where you feel like you're full of so much, but you can't get it out. And you don't know why. And you don't know what's going on. And you don't know how to fix it. So I am challenging you to look at the food look at the food that you're eating and test it out 
you know, try it for a day, try it for two days, try it for the weekend to see if in fact you shift the way that you eat, if in fact that you go back to mother nature, if in fact that you look to the fruits, look to the vegetables, look to those things to fuel you, to energize you, to get your information you know, uh, paths back together within your body, whatever you want to call it. Just, just test it out and see how it makes you feel. You should not be tired all the time. You should not wake up from supposedly rest and be tired. You shouldn't just need several naps throughout the day. You're sitting, most of us, driving or at a desk. Why would you need a nap? What do you need a nap for? Yes, the weather is changing, but your joints shouldn't ache just because the weather is changing. Someone lied to you. (laughs) All I'm saying is look at what you're eating. Look at the food that you're putting in your body. You know, I would be remiss not to always speak to detoxing because after years of piling on and years of um, insalubrious uh, practices, yeah, it can take a toll and you, you will be uh what's the word um it would be beneficial for you to clean your systems clean your system flush your tissues flush your cells but ultimately on a day-to-day basis this is why i don't get down with all of these little you know diets and stuff i don't get down with taking all these crazy fat burners and and i'm not saying they don't work right there's a scientific, you know, element behind it all. So, you know, it's like one plus one equals two. If you do certain things, you're going to get certain results. But what exactly are you doing to your body in the process? What exactly are you learning in the process? After you finish that and you get your goal of losing weight or whatever it is, then what? Is it sustainable? So the day-to-day goal has to be looking at what you eat. And we have such, and I'm speaking from, man, I was never big or overweight. So I can't say that. I can't even try to pretend that was the story. I do remember when I, when I was, was getting borderline, when, you know, like, girl, this is about not to be, you know, thick no more. This is, but early on, you know, I didn't, I didn't suffer from extreme amount of overweightness. No, but what I was eating and what I was plugging into my body and my family encouraged it. Like, girl, that girl need to eat. Girl need to eat. Go on and eat some. Go eat some more. And that was embedded in my mind. It was embedded in, I mean, it was deep to the point that even when I started to eat better, I was still overeating. And some people say, oh, well, that's not that bad because you're eating healthy. Eh. You still have to understand what it is that you're doing to your digestive system. You still have to understand that there's a process of intake and outtake. So if you are taking in a bunch of junk or in this case, even 
quote unquote healthier things, your system still should be flushing and moving and removing that waste out of your body. So I still don't condone um, just overeating simply because you're eating better. Because that will take a toll on your system as well. But the food, when I look at, and this is why I'm so patient with myself. You know, I've been repairing my digestive system for shucks. What has this been? Two years? It's a lot better. Way, 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 way better. But I know for certain it's not 100%. But I don't trip because I think like, man, look how much, look how long, <laughs> look how long I did what I did. Look how long I ate. I didn't think it was abnormal not to have several bowel movements a day. I can remember times and I was, and I used to go hard on meat, okay? I was a pork and steak. Oh my goodness. Oh, every time I went out, I wanted to stay without question. And then I'm sitting there thinking like, look at the times that sometimes you could go a day and not have a bowel movement. Look at all of what you were putting in and you didn't have a bowel movement. And what was in this stuff that I was eating? What was in this meat that sat in my gut longer than it should? Ugh, it's disgusting thinking about it. But when you look at it that way, this is what my common sense, you know, I got to come back to the common sense. When you look at it that way, it makes sense that your mind wouldn't be functioned optimally. Optimally. Wouldn't that make sense? If your system is overloaded, and I think we underestimate how much energy is required to digest food. So when you're eating nonstop all day long, you're eating heavy and heavier meats and all those things, that takes energy, which is why, you know, we get the itis. Your body is like, let me put this heifer to sleep because if I don't, they ain't going to stop eating. And we can't process no more food right now. Body takes a lot of energy to digest food. So when that's the beauty in the cutting back on the food right so it's two pieces eating the natural food right that comes from nature your body knows how to to digest that your body knows how to easily assimilate that so it doesn't require as much energy right that's what frees your mind power up that that's piece one when you refrain from eating altogether Oh, your body automatically goes in a cleansing mode. It all it automatically, whether you know it or not, we're always talking about doing a detox. But essentially, your body is always working to, to detox itself, especially when you stop eating. The cleansing process begins. So when you focus on that component, that food and eating component, when you talk about being in tune with your spiritual man, they are connected. 100% I'll put my stamp on it you prove me wrong prove me wrong and I just say try it try it out for yourself I don't know how you get away from eating better I don't know how you get away from there was a list floating around on Facebook of <laughs> all these companies on uh, Monsanto companies of what you should avoid avoid eating and I mean it listed everything it had everything from I, mean, I think it was almost every, it had General Mills, almost every packaged 
item you can think of. It had um, uh, Nature Valley, Capri Sun, Campbell's, um, da, 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 Lean Cuisine, Heinz, Healthy Choice, Green Giant, um, Jiffy, Kool-Aid, Frito-Lay, everything. And somebody commented like, dang, well, what are we supposed to eat? And I was like, wow. And some people laugh, but I really thought about that. Like, all of these companies... These are, they're making warehouse food in a box or a bag. And people are really like, if we don't eat this, what do we supposed to eat? And that's how far we have removed ourselves from nature. But we supposed to eat food. <laughs> food, real food. I'm just telling you what I do know. I don't know it all, but I am but I am very 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 confident in speaking on the connection of food to your, to your spiritual awareness and spiritual sensitivity. And there are always people who come back and well I eat this and that and I'm this and you know I'm at my best when it comes to, you know, my spiritual um this that, that or the other. And to that I say wonderful. I say that's wonderful. I'll also say there are always exceptions to the rule. But for the average person, for most people, that's not the case. It's just not. We, we're out of, our bodies are out of whack. You know, parasites by itself have a way of affecting your mind and your thought process and your concentration. Parasites in your insides just eating you away. Living there. They done made a they they moved in having babies. They eat like you do, they shit like you do, and guess where that goes? Right in your body. Yep, sitting right up down in your gut. And gut health and brain health are tied together. They're tied together. So, that's all I got, y'all. Food and your spiritual awareness or your spiritual sensitivity. You got to get connected with the spirit, man. You have to. There's no way out. You're going to literally drive yourself crazy or you're going to kill yourself first. And I don't mean, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I don't mean literally kill yourself, but I mean just the damage that you are doing to your bodies. And I no longer agree with the, the idea that, oh, life is short. Life is short. No, for most people, life is long. And unfortunately, for most people, life is long and hard. And it doesn't have to be that way. And it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be long and hard. It shouldn't be. It just shouldn't. And it doesn't have to be that way. What benefit is it to live an extra, and I don't even say extra, but I'm just saying, you know, what good is it to live 30, 40 years beyond 40 years old or beyond 50 years old if you are struggling and in pain and sad and defeated? What good is that? So, food and spiritual sensitivity. They're connected, y'all. Your food, what you put in your mouth, affects your body. And the condition of your body affects your mind. And the state of your mind 
impacts your level of sensitivity to your spirit, man. It's just as simple as that. So, until next time, y'all. Projectbrook.com. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Project Brook Podcast. Remember, you are your greatest assignment. Until next time.